Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Good morning and welcome to Life Planning 101. We are excited to have you on the show this morning. We're going to be talking about the dangers of a 401k, but in good spirit, we might as well talk about the dangers of a golf game to start out. Um, This is what happened to Miss Jackie, and she was asking her husband about his returning playing from golf, and he says, well, I've been hitting the ball pretty hard, but you know, my eyesight's just gotten so bad that I can't see where it's going. And she said, well, that's that's not really surprising, honey. You know, you are 76 years old. Your eyesight does just start to dwindle off and you might need some help. Why don't you take your brother Stuart along? He's 87. He doesn't play golf anymore, Tony commented. Well, he's got perfect eyesight. He could watch the ball for you, she added. So he, he said, okay, okay, and he took Stuart on with him the next day, and he was swinging the ball, and the ball disappeared right down the middle of the fairway, and he said, can you see it? And Stuart said, smiling, well, where is it? And he said, well, it's out of, out of my eyesight range now, but I forget where I saw it. So I guess the bottom line is, is that no matter what's bad for one person might be bad for another person in a different way, even if it's with the same thing. And that is exactly what's going on with a 401k. And uh, I know that's a completely weird intro, but you know, um, I thought sports was appropriate, especially with it being the Olympics. And I thought about Olympians and actually 401ks and, and kind of familiar ground because If you remember, you know, gone are kind of the good old days where you work for a company for 30 years, and then when you retire from that company, they give you enough pension income that you're not going to need to worry about running out of money, right? You've got this income, you know, uh, you've put in your time and your dedication to this company, and they're going to take care of you. And that just doesn't happen anymore. The prolonged low interest rate environment kind of made that disappear Uh, once and for all. And unless you work for a government of some sort or have a government affiliated pension, you probably don't have any kind of pension. So what does that mean? Well, that means that your retirement is on your shoulders completely. And that's a little scary. And I think we could learn a lot from Olympians when it comes to this. I was actually looking this up. I was curious, you know, my son, um, eight years old, and and he's very competitive in his rodeo and really anything he does, the skiing, whatever. And uh, he was talking about being this or being that. And I'm just, I was saying, thinking about how long does it take these guys to become great at what they are? And I found this one article um, at owaves.com, and it brought on the book uh, from Malcolm Gladwell, which is wonderful. It's called Outliers, uh, The Story of Success. And in that book, I, I actually have read it, it talks about it takes 10,000 hours to master a single skill. And if you think about Tiger Woods and how much time he spent on the golf course or, or switch that to Michael Phelps, did you know he started swimming competitively at age seven? Yeah, age seven. Simone Biles, she started gymnastics at six years old and went to professional coach at eight years old, right? So she was at the uh, 10,000 hour mark before she even uh, crossed the Olympic line at 
Rio in 2016. And uh, Katie Ledecky, another swimmer, started at age six. And she spends four to six hours a day in the pool. Wow, isn't that crazy? Her estimated uh, skill approach was about 15 thousand hours heading into Rio. So I just think it's really extreme, you know, on on these measures that these athletes and and how much dedication they put in. And then you flip that coin and you think about your own 401k. Why do we find it so hard to put back money, right? Why do we find it so hard to have that discipline? And there's a sheer willpower that's within these athletes that, that we can learn from and we can look to because, you know, we always are saying that You know, if you don't pay yourself first, there's not going to be anyone to be able to take care of you when you're old in your old age. Maybe maybe government, obviously. Um, But I don't think that's anyone's real plan is for the government to just be able to take care of them. If you're like most Americans, you kind of like your freedom and you want your choices and you want to be able to have flexibility. And there's really no flexibility if you're just relying on all kinds of social programs. In fact, you're restricted and you're, you're trying to make sure everything's set up right so you can take advantage of those social programs. So it's the complete opposite. So what does this mean? Does this mean that you need to be chunking money back in your 401k? Is that really the best option for you? And, you know, it's interesting because I think most companies out there have some sort of retirement plan now, and most of those are a 401k. Yeah, there's there's some other profit sharing stock plans, deferred compensation, you know, uh, and, and I would say 401ks like 403bs, like 457s, they have a lot in common, right? Um, and don't get me wrong here, 401ks, literally help millions of people put money back for retirement. And I'm going to go through the pros of that 401k, but there's also some lingering dangers of a 401k that you need to make sure you are completely aware of in your willpower. And when you decide to turn on that faucet of where you're going to be putting money and where you're going to be stockading for yourself. So when you get down the road and you're ready to, you know, hit that door, have that retirement party and can't see on the golf course, then you're prepared. So that's what we're going to talk about on Life Planning 101 today. You're not going to want to miss it. The dangers of a 401k. Welcome back to Life Planning 101. We're talking about the dangers of a 401k. And as I said in the intro, I want to give this fair and square. A 401k has obviously um, been a primary tool for helping people save for retirement during these days. And, and, and it's really helping millions of people put money back for their retirement. You know, it's kind of like um, the old saying that the only exercise that I've done this month is actually running out of money. Well, 401ks force you to pay yourself first. And so there are many pros to those, and I want to make sure that we highlight those. But then I also want you to be wary that, you know, it shouldn't be for most people, your sole vehicle and your sole dependency for what your retirement is going to look like. So we're going to get into that. But first, what are those benefits? Well, number one, we said it, you know, it helps people put back money. And, you know, the reason why it's so valuable, and you probably know this if you're contributing to one. A traditional 401k is what's called pre-tax. So that means when your paycheck is cut, 
a piece of the top of that paycheck comes off and goes into that 401k plan. And when it goes into that 401k plan, it's not, it has to sacrifice on, on, you know, any kind of federal or state income tax, which is awesome. It's pre-tax. So it actually helps you save your income tax dollars, which in essence gives you more dollars to be able to save for yourself. You know, so I tell a lot of people when, you know, they're looking at putting it back a 401k, well, if you can't save any money because you don't have room in your budget, but if you could get Uncle Sam to help you put back money, then obviously anything's better than zero because zero cannot grow. So that's a powerful thing in itself. Number two, it's the primary vehicle in this country to support what I would think is the number one wealth builder, and that is TMV, means time value of money. And you probably remember this from many years ago, but there's that little thing called compound interest, right? And the longer your money is compounding, the more you're going to have. Consider this. Let's take two people. Let's say Amy, okay? So Amy, she starts contributing $500 a month to her 401k at age 25. Now, John, on the other hand, he waits. He's got a lot going on at age 25. He says, I'm not in a big hurry. And he doesn't really get serious till age 35, 10 years later. But get this. In order for John to have the same amount of money as Amy at age 65, investing the same way, in other words, we're just going to anticipate an 8% return. Obviously, returns are not guaranteed, and that's just an assumption. However, John is going to need to contribute almost $1,200 a month, where Amy can just keep up with her $500 a month. This is more than double. Think about that. Really think about that. Think about the power of that time value of money. So starting early obviously makes sense. Number three, another benefit. There's often a company match or some kind of other benefit. I mean, get real. This is 100% return on your investment. So for most people, if you have a 401k plan and your company matches, at least do what it takes to get the maximum match out of the company because that is literally a 100% return on your investment. I don't know any investment out there that's going to top that. 100% return on your investment day one, by the way. And it does get compounded on. That's exciting. So let's imagine that Amy's company had matched her 3% income as long as she put 3% in that plan. When she retires, that company match will have increased her retirement balance by 25%, giving her another quarter. So let's just say she made a mere $50,000 a year and she never saw a pay increase. That's going to amount to over $400,000 that her company puts back for her. That's pretty powerful. So where is the danger in all of that? I mean, all that sounds so powerful, so wonderful. Well, there's a short answer and there's a long answer. The short answer is this, the loss of, oh, wait, you got to wait for our break to hear more about the dangers of a 401k when we come back on Life Planning 101. Welcome back to Life Planning 101, and we are talking about the dangers of a 401k and keeping in line with our Olympic theme, uh, since it is uh, 2021, 
oddly enough, having the Summer Olympics, um, you may have heard the five stages of getting ready for cardio when you're working out. Well, number one, there's denial. Do I really need it? Number two, there's anger. Oh, I really got to do this. Number three, you bargain with yourself. Number four comes a little depression. And number five, it's finally acceptance, either just accept yeah, I'm not going to get off the couch or I'm actually going to do something. Well, as bad as all of that mental energy is, what's worse is what happens if you don't get up and have some cardio. Well, we all know the health risks. I need to go no further. Um, the reality is, is putting back money for your retirement can be the same way. If you spend your whole life going through those same five stages of having to find a dime to put back for your retirement, what do you think the actual uh, result is going to be when you get ready for retirement? And it's not going to be pretty. So, you know, I bring up these dangers of 401k and I hope you listen to the rest of the show because there are a lot of positive things about a 401k and I certainly don't want to give the impression uh, that you shouldn't be contributing to your 401k, much less your retirement. In fact, quite the opposite. Um, we would recommend that you do max out everything you can to put back for your own future because you're going to be the only one that's going to take care of you someday. And, you know, I know that's a hard thing to realize, especially if you're surrounded by family and friends. But, you know, I, I hear people all the time say, well, I don't I don't really want to be a burden on our kids. That's that's not what I planned. You know, I, I really am I'm worried who would take care of me if, if no one's there. And so count yourself lucky to hear this today. Uh, go through those stages, those mental stages and and act like it's cardio, but pay yourself first. And 401ks are the best at that. But there is dangers. And I think they're overrated because um, they're too simple. So it makes it simple. So you think that that's the best solution, but really it's probably not the best solution. Probably there's a culmination of solutions that is best for your unique situation. And that's what's most important because here's the bottom line. There's a short answer to why these are dangerous. And then there's five answers that are a little bit longer that go into detail about this. But the short answer is this. It's the loss of flexibility in so many ways. So let's get into that. Number one, you're not able to get your money when you need it. A 401k is often even stricter than an IRA. So you need to get your money out. You may incur penalties if you're not the right age. You've got income taxes on top of that, and you're going to be paying income taxes on, on top of the taxes that you might have to pay from your 401k to, to pull that out, right? And, you know, not being able to access it at all before you're age 55 or 59 and a half or, or later, that could be problematic. You could, you know, and I see this all the time, uh, people taking loans against their 401ks, but I highly advise against it. There's several reasons not to. It needs to be kind of a last resort thing. Um, but that's another topic for another day. The bottom line is this. Accessing those funds need to be a last resort. So if you don't have another resource to go to first, to get to money, if you were to lose your job for a year or, or, or so on and so forth, I'd recommend that there probably needs to be another basket in your wheelhouse. Um, number two, your investment options. They're typically very limited. To, you know, There's investment funds that are available in the plan, and that's it. And really, that might not be a bad thing. In fact, I, I think 401ks are getting better. We're seeing cheaper and cheaper funds inside of there. Um, however, it depends on your future and goals. And what about your present situation and the funds themselves? You know, um, sometimes they do have higher expense ratios and, and those options are very limited. So again, loss of flexibility. Number three, you pay more. 
Okay, so this is something interesting. I, I don't think a lot of people really realize this, but usually 401k plans are more expensive than investing outside of a 401k. Now, why would that be? Well, there's a lot more money that needs to be paid to people to administer one. There's the administration fees. There's the taxes. There's the trustee. There's the audits. There's this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we didn't talk about the normal fees that would go along just with investing. So there's several services and fees that could be tacked on top of your 401k, which actually depletes your return over time, believe it or not. Number four, okay, Uncle Sam. So if you remember the beginning of the show, we talked about an advantage to a 401k is when you start putting money into a traditional 401k, it goes in pre-tax. Well, Uncle Sam, he's going to get you coming or going. You just take your pick. And he kind of likes 401ks because if he gets you going, then that means there's a lot larger balance in there. And that means that he's going to be able to get paid a lot more along the way, right? So you're forced to start withdrawing from your 401k currently at age 72. And when that happens, what we find is, and we call this the tax bomb, is for some retirees, maybe they didn't need that much out of their 401k. Uh, Maybe they do have other incomes coming in, specifically um, Social Security, maybe pensions, something else. And, you know what happens is this tax bomb hits and their income taxes go up tremendously. And their income taxes go up tremendously because it's not only the tax on the 401k, but their social security may have increased in tax as well. And not only that, but depending upon where your total income falls depends upon the amount of your Medicare Part B and drug plan premiums. So guess what? They end up paying more. Now that's a problem. Now, If we were suspecting that tax rates were going to be less in the future, maybe this would be less of a problem. But I want to ask you what you think. Where do you think tax rates are headed? I mean, you see the news, right? Some of it, maybe, a little bit. Have you seen the numbers coming out of Washington, the money that's circulating here? How's all that going to get paid for? And my guess is is that they're going to be going up. I don't know about you. So if you don't have an exit plan for your 401k in place, It could negate all the hard work that you put in saving those pennies, all of that Olympic athlete attitude that you had over the years to get that money saved. And even worse than that is we aren't even going to get into this today, but if you and your spouse pass away and you leave that over to your heirs, there's a new rule. And this came in place in 2019, the end of 2019, that your heirs are going to have to pull that out over a 10-year period of time. So I want to ask you this. Let's imagine that they had to pull 10% of your $2 million 401k balance in one year, 200 grand. And because we're on a progressive tax system in the U.S., meaning the higher your income goes, the higher your tax bracket is, how much do you think they're actually going to get to keep? Hmm. I think you need an exit plan in place if you've got a large 401k. And if you're young, I think about diversifying. Number five. Loss of tax diversification. Okay, tax again. Here we go. Now, this goes hand in hand with number four, but not exactly. So too many retirees are retiring with their 401k as their largest retirement asset. Maybe, basically, their only retirement asset. They got their Social Security. They may have, you know, $20,000, dollars $100,000 in the bank, but it's really emergency savings and for nothing else. 
And, and that would maybe be okay if they simply wanted to turn on a distribution like it resembled a taxable pension income. However, here's what we find. What about that remodel that you've wanted to do with the lake house? Where's that money going to come from? What about the RV that you plan to purchase? Or that lifetime trip that you plan to do? You got all those bucket list items, right? So if those have to come from your 401k and you're paying tax on every penny that comes out of your 401k, does that increase the cost of these goals or decrease them? Well, of course it increases them, right? And today that could be as much as 37% under our current tax rate system and headed north, right? So believe it or not, there's more to this story, <laughs> okay, where, you know, where will the money come from to pay the taxes on top of that? So if that's from the 401k, you're actually going to be ta paying taxes on the taxes that you had to pay for taking the first 401k in the first place. So imagine a $10,000 tax pill that's going to cost you another $3,700 to pay. So then when you pull that other $3,700 out, then you face another 37% on the $3,700 and all, so on and so on and so on and so on and so on. That's right. It's pretty painful. So loss of tax diversification is a huge deal. It's just not realized. And, you know, our recommendation is this, okay? There's a, a Canadian businessman. His name is Craig Booth, or Bruce. And he said, uh, you know, when shooting in the dark, it's a good idea to have a machine gun. Well, a 401k by itself is really the furthest thing from a machine gun because here, here's where we're at today. We don't know the future. We don't know what things are going to look like. And the whole purpose of a machine gun is to be able to hit anything. And if all you have is one tool, one retirement savings tool, one thing that has no real great flexibility, how's that going to look for you in the future? I mean, you might be dead on, right? But what if you're not? So... The reality is there's no cookie cutter answer to solve what's best for you because you're you. Your family's your family. Your future's your future. And whether you and your, your neighbor work at the same place and earn the same income and have all the same benefits or not really doesn't matter because it's about your unique situation and you need a plan. Thanks for joining us on Life Planning 101 today. Uh, we love having all of our listeners in each week, and we hope that you get something out of it. We pray you get something out of it each and every week. My name is Angela Robinson in the great town of Eastland, Texas. God bless everyone, and listen in next week on Life Planning 101. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC, Kennedy Financial Services, Incorporated, Calton & Associates, Incorporated, and Smart Money Group, LLC are separate entities.